Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. And this is a real blessing for us to be able to be with you. And we pray that it's a great blessing for you as well. If you're listening for the first time, then we pray that you will quickly come to realize that Search the Scriptures is not just the name of this program, but it is also exactly what we do on this program. This is a Bible study. We dig deep into God's Word. We try to help teach God's Word accurately, effectively, and even powerfully. But we want to help you learn what God wants you to do with your life so that you can be with Him in heaven for all of eternity. We want to help you be saved. We want to help you get to heaven. And getting to heaven should be the number one goal for every single person alive on this earth in every generation. If we don't get to heaven, then our life has been a failure, basically and fundamentally. Now, some people might disagree with that, but eternity, home in heaven is all that matters. The only alternative to that is a home or an existence in the torments and condemnations of hell. Nobody should want to be there, and nobody should live so carelessly as to end up there. A home in heaven, that's what we're after that's what we're praying and trying to help everyone who listens to this program ultimately possess that home in heaven now faith comes by hearing the word of god romans 10 and verse 17 so as we study together from god's word our faith should be growing and our prayer is that ultimately you will make up your mind to come to god for forgiveness and salvation through jesus christ repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, so that you can be reborn spiritually, that you can be made new spiritually. 2 Corinthians 5 at verse 17, you can begin to walk that new life in Christ and have all of the blessings that go therewith. That's our prayer. We want to help as many people as we can. Now, we realize that not everybody can listen to the radio program every day as it is scheduled on the air. But we do offer you the opportunity to listen every day by going to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to our podcast button, click on that, and then sign up for our podcasting. It'll take you about one minute. It's free. It will always be free. And then, whatever device you choose, your smartphone, your computer, your laptop, pad, tablet, whatever device you choose, these programs will automatically be sent to that every day, Monday through Friday. It'll be automatic. And so you can listen even if you find yourself away from the radio with a schedule that won't, let you, that won't permit you to listen on a regular basis, perhaps, as frequently as you'd like to. You'll get those every day, so you can listen to them as you have the time. You'll also receive a whole lot of other resource and study materials. You'll get all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily Bible study that's only about 12 minutes long that we call Today's Bible Class. That'll come to you seven days a week. Now again, all of this is free. It will always be free. We're not after your money. We want to help you get to heaven. And we want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. So churchofchrist.com. Go there. Sign up for our podcasting.
and encourage others to do so as well. Encourage others to listen to this program. In that way, you might help somebody get to heaven. Think what a great change you can help people make in their lives just by sharing. We are looking at John chapter 10 and verse 10. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we've talked about abundant Christianity, abundant Christianity. A lot of people, when they think about abundant life, they think about having a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And being able to buy all kinds of stuff and being able to do all kinds of things and having the money to do all of that. Well, that may be abundant life from the perspective of somebody who is outside of Christ, but from the most important perspective, that's going down a dead-end road. If a person, again, I say, if you don't get to heaven, your life's a failure. It doesn't matter how much money you die with, how many things you possess when you die, how well-respected and praised you are and looked up to within social circles, if you don't get to heaven, your life's been a failure. Getting to heaven is all that matters. And so the abundant life we're talking about is the life of Christianity. In the first section of this study, we talked about how God blesses us abundantly as Christians. Blesses us abundantly as Christians. We went into considerable depth and detail looking at all the blessings, and we certainly did not cover all of them, but we looked through a wide range of those blessings with which God blesses us because we're Christians. So God blesses us with abundant Christianity. Now in this section of our study, we're looking at it from the reverse perspective, and that is how we need to exhibit and live abundant Christianity in front of all of those around us. Not in any kind of arrogant way or self-glorifying way, but we need to live that life of abundant Christianity before others so that they can see the difference in Christianity from the way that the world is. And let me tell you, those are polar opposites polar opposites. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, you are the light of the world. And then in verse 16, he said, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. So we're supposed to be shining lights among the world in which we live in front of and around all of the people with whom we rub elbows, so to speak. Now, that would include our family members, but also people we work with, neighbors, people we do business with, just people we pass in the streets. They ought to see Christ in us. They ought to see abundant Christianity in our lives. We need to be that example. Well, we've talked about that. We've talked about how, as Christians, we have reason, like nobody else, to abound in hope. And people need to see that hope in us. It's not the kind of wild wish and unrealistic dream or just an emotional kind of, of desire that we experience from a secular and worldly perspective when we talk about hope. But we're talking about 
the profound hope of knowing that we're in Christ and thereby that we're saved and that we have an eternal home in heaven waiting for us. You see, that's a hope that this world is missing. They need to be looking for it, but they're looking for hope in other directions and through other sources. God is the God of hope, we read in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. And through him, he wants us to abound in hope. Again, that same verse of scripture, Romans 15 and verse 13. And that hope serves as an anchor for our soul. And if it's, anchor, if it's an anchor for our soul, then it would be naturally an anchor in our lives. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. People need to see that hope in us. That's part of our living the abundant Christian life before them. We also looked at, because of that hope, we should abound in joy. People need to see the joy of being a saved soul in us, the joy and happiness and contentment of being a Christian in us, in the way we conduct ourselves, in the way we live our lives, keeping that positive Christian attitude. I realize that there are some Christians out there who do not exhibit that kind of an image before others on on a whole lot of occasions. But we need to correct that. We need to repent of that and ask God's forgiveness and his strength and his guidance so that we can be that image of Christian Christian joy and happiness. People need that. They need joy. There are all kinds of self-help books out there and seminars and, and, and courses that you can take. But they're not talking about For the most part, they're not talking about where the real joy is found. Again, that deep and abiding and fulfilling joy, that's only found in God through Christ. So we need to be that example of abundant Christianity in that people can see the joy of knowing that we're saved and knowing where we're going, home to heaven for all of eternity. They need to see that in us. Now, Let's look at another way that we need to exhibit abundant Christianity. And that's in our love. Our love should abound in knowledge and wisdom. When we look at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul writes this, This I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. The word discernment means basically wisdom or understanding. And so people need to see that that we understand, again, who we are, but we understand what this life is about, and we understand where we're going. We know that we're created in the image of God, so we need to live a different life than everything and every animal around us. We have a soul, and we need to live reflecting God's image in us, or our being in the image of God. We need to reflect that to others all around us. Love is key. Remember why God sent his son into this world to go to the cross as the Savior, to die there to pay the price for the guilt of our sins? He did that because he loves us. 
John 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wants us to be with him forever in heaven. In Romans 5 and verse 8, Paul said, God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Well, that is incredible love. Sacrificing his own son on the behalf of sinners, sinful people, wicked people. Well, that's how much God loves us. He loves us enough to have sent his son to that cross for us. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Now, how do we know what love is? Because of God. God is love. God is love. When we look at the fourth chapter of 1 John, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Well, God is how we understand the very principle, the concept of love. God loves us so much that he sent his Son to that cross to die on our behalf. And so, because of his love, then we understand love at least as well as we can as human beings. And we need to exhibit that love of God in our lives before others all around us. That's part of our abundant Christianity. We need to show the love of God to others. That's, our, that's part of our abundant Christianity. They need to see that love in the way we live our lives on a daily basis, no matter where we are or what we're doing. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and let's look here at verse 12. Notice what the Apostle Paul writes in this letter. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. You see, God's love is not something that we're supposed to keep to ourselves, keep as a private matter. The love of God that he has exhibited toward us and continues to exhibit toward us in so many ways, we need to exhibit that love to others. We need to live that love in our lives. As Christians, we're to abound in love, exemplify, exemplify love. In Ephesians 1 and verse 8, here the Apostle Paul says, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, 
all wisdom and prudence. Well, we need to abound in love. We need to abound in wisdom and prudence. Now remember what that verse said back there in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Paul said, This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Discernment would be understanding. Wisdom, prudence would be along that line. We're to abound in these qualities. These are to be Christian qualities in our lives, and people ought to be able to see those Christian qualities in the way that we live because we're living Christians. We're living for Christ. And so they need to see abundant Christianity in the way that we live and conduct ourselves. Well, here's a list that comes for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. And here Paul says, but as you abound in everything, well, as Christians, we ought to be abundant in our Christianity. We've been emphasizing that. But he goes on, and then he hits some specifics here. As you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Well, we are to abound in faith. Our faith ought to be visible, easily recognizable by the people around us by the way that we live our lives, demonstrating our faith in God and in Christ. Our speech also ought to abound. We need to exhibit Christianity, our Christianity, our faith, our godliness through the way we talk. Christians should not use profanity and vulgarity. They need to be different from the world in that regard and not like the world. We need to abound in knowledge. Now, we're not talking here primarily about academic knowledge. We're talking about spiritual knowledge, the knowledge of God's word. We need to abound in all diligence. A whole lot of people need to learn the lesson of being diligent. Remember that Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved unto God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now that means we need to really be serious and consistently so as we strive to learn God's word, grow in our knowledge of his word, and thereby grow in our faith before him. Yes, we need to be diligent, be diligent in our Christianity. And people need to see that diligence in us by the way we live our lives. We might compare it to a work ethic, although we're talking about a work ethic at a job that we're, that we're, through which we're making a living. But the principle there would come across, they need to see that kind of ethic of being diligent in living the Christian life on a daily basis. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're confronted with, people still need to see that we're living the Christian life, that we're exhibiting abundant Christianity by the way that we live. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5, Peter wrote, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, 
Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Giving all diligence, we need to develop those Christian characteristics within our lives because we're Christians. And then as you go on toward the end of this particular context of scripture in verse 10 he says therefore brethren be even more diligent to make your call and election sure there he's talking about our eternal life our eternal salvation for if you do these things you will never stumble we need to be serious about being christians and people need to see that we're serious about being christians by the way we live our lives as christians every day wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we're confronted by. So Christians don't get involved in, th- in things that would be against Christianity or counter to living a good Christian life. Maybe that would be a better way of putting it. You know, a lifestyle that would contradict Christianity is a lifestyle that Christians should not be involved in. Remember that the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, abstain from the very appearance of evil. We need to stay away not just from evil acts, but we need to stay away from the appearance of evil. Because again, we need to be the good example of what Christianity is in our lives before others all around us. They need to see abundant Christianity in us. We'll stop here and come back and continue this study next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to be Christians, to live the best life that humanity can live on this earth with the greatest hope, and that is not a wild wish, but the expectation of eternal life with you in heaven. Thank you, Father, for that. Guide us and help us to live that example, that lifestyle, that hope, to be Christians abundantly, help people to see that lifestyle in us, all around us, every day, and thereby guide us to live to your glory, Father. Now please, we pray, Father, at this time, please, please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father, in Christ's name, amen.